Let's pray. Heavenly Father, just like Jesus walked through Jericho that day, we pray that by the power of the Holy Spirit, it would be as though he were walking among us this very morning, speaking to us and calling us by name. This we ask for the glory of your name. Amen. Amen. I seem to have lost my rescue gear. Do you know what? I'm a, I'm a lifesaver. Just look at the state of me. I was this great, you know, strong body. <laughs> I'm a lifesaver, but I've lost some of my life-saving equipment. I don't know if anyone can see any. Can you see any of my life-saving equipment? Oh, yes, look, there's my rope. Thank you very much. I've lost my binoculars as well. Oh, my binoculars are in the tree as well. Oh, thank you very much. That's great. Got my rope and my binoculars. Yes, there's something on the tree. Now, children, I am going to ask you this morning to stay seated on your beanbags. It's good, isn't it, to have the beanbags? But I would love you to be still this morning and listen. So, hang on, oh, I better get my binoculars out of the tree. The problem is with these binoculars is they are actually their sort of camo thing binoculars. So, here we go. We've got here the rescue boat, the rope, the binoculars, and now we're able to uh, come out. Seek and save. Oh, seek and save. Seek and save? That's what Jesus said in that story, didn't he? He said, I have come to seek save the lost. And in the story, somebody asked me why there's a tree there this morning. Well, there is a tree there, and the reason there's a tree there is because in the story, Jesus sought and saved a man who climbed up a tree. And so someone will be going up that tree later on uh, to uh, hide as Zacchaeus. Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. So in the story, he found the lost up the tree, but he finds the lost in all sorts of places. He finds them even in services like this, among people who never expected that Jesus was coming to look for them. So let's have a think. I've got to do this in two sets. I'm going to do this in sort of two parts, really, and uh, I'll come back a bit later on and finish it off. But a couple of things, first of all, which are quite obvious, aren't they? First of all, Jesus seeks the lost. Jesus seeks the lost. So, Zacchaeus. Let's meet Zacchaeus. Who's going to be Zacchaeus? I tell you who's going to be Zacchaeus. It's actually going to be Kian, because his, his name sounds a little bit like Zacchaeus. So, is there, so, there we are. Right, Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was lots of, there's quite a lot we know about Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was, well, he was a tax collector, and people didn't like tax collectors in those days. They tended to be a little bit dodgy and to take extra money more than they really should have done. And that probably explains, I mean, Zacchaeus seems to be one of those dodgy tax collectors who did take too much money. We're told that he was rich. Should we enrich Zacchaeus? What else do we know about? Hang on, I'm just going to enrich him. Wait a moment. Here you go, Zacchaeus. Have some, have some riches. Right, you're not to do anything with them, but you, do you, feel, you feel rich now, don't you? So... There's Zac what else do we know about Zacchaeus? Well, wasn't it funny to hear Adam read about Zacchaeus? Because, of course, Zacchaeus is very famous for being very short. Zacchaeus couldn't see Jesus when Jesus was coming through Jericho. Why did Zacchaeus want to see Jesus? It's interesting, isn't it? We're not really told. All it says is he wanted to see Jesus. Did Zacchaeus know that he was lost? I don't know. Zacchaeus might have thought to himself... My life is so empty, I don't know where I'm going or what I'm doing. He might not have thought that. He might have woken up every morning and thought, 
all those suckers in the town. I'm richer than all of them on their cash. And look at my beautiful goods in my beautiful house. I know how to make life work for me. I don't know if he felt lost or not. The thing about being lost is it's not just a feeling. It's a fact. Zacchaeus was lost from God. That is, he, and all of us should be, because we were made to be, joined up, connected with, friends with God who made us. But in fact, all of us, in different ways, as we'll see, are lost from him until Jesus comes and finds us. Zacchaeus was lost. We don't even know if he knew that he was lost. All we do know for sure is that he was very curious and he wanted to see who Jesus was. He couldn't because he, do you know what it's like trying to jump up from the, see, see someone in a crowd? Well, that's what Zacchaeus wanted to do. And so he thought, I know, I'm getting up that tree. So you're going to climb that tree, or you just walk, not the actual tree, but you can just get up into the, it's called, it's called the pulpit. You get up in the pulpit there, and uh, then it'll be like you in the tree. Go on, up, up you go, you can take your riches with you. Can you get round? D- don't tread on the metal things up there, because they're keeping the tree in place. All right. Otherwise, the tree might come crashing down, and obviously, thorough health and safety checks have been conducted. So, children, please stand up. And follow me. So Jesus, the seeker and saviour of the lost, just follow me around, was walking along and he was actually heading towards Jerusalem where he knew he was to die for his people. As he was going there, he passed through several places, including a town called Jericho. Now Jericho was, I don't know, 10 miles from Jerusalem or so, because that's where Jesus was heading. And as they were going through with a big crowd, Zacchaeus has climbed his tree, and this crowd, I mean, it's the biggest thing that's happened in Jericho for a very, very long time. Jesus, the the great celebrity preacher, everyone was very popular. They were all gathering around him. All the people were clamoring around. Zacchaeus is up the tree. Jesus stops under the tree and suddenly goes, Oi, Zacchaeus, come down now from this tree, there where you are, because I'm coming to your house to eat today. of Jericho, all this crowd of people. See, Jesus didn't want to go to any of their houses. He saw Zacchaeus in the tree and he said, got to come to your house today. Oh, Zacchaeus. Children, go and sit down in your beanbag, thank you. Zacchaeus is up there in the tree and I don't know what he must have thought. I'll tell you one thing he probably thought. He probably thought, how does he know my name? What else does he know about me? Suddenly, the whole crowd's eyes are on Zacchaeus in the tree. And Zacchaeus has got a decision to make that will define the rest of his life. This will define the person he becomes. Suddenly, the whole of his life is, as it were, condensed into this one decision. Is he going to come down the tree and invite Jesus into his house and into his life? He sees Jesus and he thinks, yeah. And he shinned down that tree as quickly as he could. Down you come Zacchaeus. And Jesus brings him into his house. Isn't that interesting that Jesus sought this man? Isn't it interesting he sought him by name? Your name is, to you, probably the most precious sound in all the world. It's funny that, isn't it? Something about our own names. Jesus knows it. He knew Zacchaeus' name. He called him by name. That's your name. Called you as well. 
So there's Zoe saying, put your own name in the blank. Mm. Come down, I want to come to you. She still does it, still doing it. I've known people sitting in services like this this morning who've walked in the door, I, I know, I've spoken to them, who've walked in the door with no intention at all of taking Jesus seriously or becoming a Christian or whatever, however they put it. Suddenly, they're aware that Jesus is calling them personally. Deep down, they think, oh, the preacher's talking to me. Well, the preacher is talking to lots of people, but it's as though they're being spoken to and Jesus is saying to them, I'm seeking you. So, Jesus, he seeks the lost and then he saves the lost. That's another thing, he saves the lost. So, Zacchaeus, would you like to get in the rescue boat? Because, of course, Jesus has saved him. He, Zacchaeus is in the rescue boat. And they have this great big party. And it's amazing the impact it has on Zacchaeus' life. Because Zacchaeus suddenly goes from being an incredibly, uh, uh, well, bit of a thief, to be honest, to giving away lots of his things. Are you going to give away those riches? He is going to give away those riches. Only I, only be, I'm going to, he, he's putting it in trust for me to, to dispose of. So after the service, I'll be distributing them. And, uh, but because Zacchaeus suddenly gave them out. Look, let's, let's, give these, let's give a couple of these out. He gave them. I'm going to entrust one to Adam, and I'm going to entrust one to Kevin. And uh, after the service, we'll be distributing them. So Zacchaeus is saved. He's with Jesus here in the boat. Isn't it interesting? Sometimes it strikes me, you know, Jesus, he isn't very polite, is he? When he walked along there and saw Zacchaeus in the tree, he didn't say, excuse me, um, dear man in the tree, I, I, I'm a bit hungry. I would I'd love to come to your house if, if it would be possible. He didn't, say, he, didn't, he didn't say that. He said, Zacchaeus, come down now. I must come to your house today. He summons him down that tree and he thrusts himself into Zacchaeus' life. And Shall I tell you why that is? Just think about this. There you are. You're in the sea. Or say you're, you know, you're being rescued by the rescue boat. And um, or imagine even worse. There's a helicopter overhead and there's a rope dangling down. Do you think that the rescuer says to the person in the sea who's drowning, oh, excuse me, you wouldn't mind terribly taking the rope, would you? <laughs> no, because lost people, they need saving. They need drastic action. Which is why Jesus comes in and says, good day Zacchaeus, down you get, I'm coming in today. And so, that's how, that's again, that's how he, how he treats pe people who will be going along in life with absolutely no intention whatsoever. And suddenly Jesus confronts them. And they're aware, in deep inside themselves, I've got to do something about Jesus. Got to do something. He's actually summoning me. He's compelling me to come. Because that's what it needs to save the lost. Well, Zacchaeus, and what, a, what an impact it has as Zacchaeus becomes this generous man, saved with Jesus there in the boat. And uh, we're going to come to that in a moment because, of course, well, I wonder what the good people of Jericho thought about this. I spy through my binoculars lots of people. Ah, please be seated, everybody. I um, think it's time now um, to get a bit of public reaction. Um, how do the good people of Jericho feel? Now, Jesus is, uh, is a Zacchaean. 
us. Could you please go and sit in the uh, rescue boat because you are saved. Jesus has saved you. He's found, sought and saved the lost. How do the good people of Jericho feel about this? Is, my, is this microphone going to come out? Is there going to be some noise with the microphone? Because now I'm going to go into journalism. I'm muted. Right, oh, you can't get the staff, can you? Oh, dear, oh, dear. I can't even work out where the mute button is on this thing. Where is it? Is that the mute button? Ah, oh, William. Ah, oh, mute off. Brilliant, thank you. If in doubt, ask your teenage children. Okay, so, is that now coming through? Hello? Hello. Ah, good, right, so... I'm going out to do a bit of journalism work, so I need to go and uh, ask some of the good people of Jericho how they feel about this. This is a wonderful thing that's happened, isn't it? I think it's absolutely terrific. Here we are. Any public members who would like to give an opinion? Here we are. Andrea, you've usually got a thought about things. How do you feel about this wonderful Don't event? Don't get me started. Don't get me started. He ripped me off last year, and that meant our family couldn't go on holiday. Hmm. Well, that was unexpected. Right, so, okay, they're not very happy about this. Anybody else prepared to give a, go on record and give a statement about this event? Anything, anything else over here? Ash, you're not usually short of a few words. What do you think? No, man, it'll only encourage the pesky little thief to carry on. Away with him, away with you as well. Away. <laughs> oh, dear, this isn't going very well. Right, I wonder if anybody else would like to give any comment about this. This is all going a bit, um, this is a chaos. This is the best day of your life, but it sounds like other people are not terribly happy about it. Oh, anybody else? I wonder if there's anybody else who could, I could possibly interview around here. Ah, yes, you, sir, Conrad. Yes, what do you think? Well, I'm not very happy about it, actually. In fact, I'm quite annoyed. It's outrageous. Do you know why? You, you want to know why? why? I thought, you tell me for why. I thought you'd want to know why. I'll tell you why. Yeah, you tell it's the biggest thing what's happened in this town, and uh, the good, hard-working, uh, hard honest people, we've come out to see him, and we can't get a look in. It's that, that scumbag. He's getting all the attention. Oh, dear. There's some real public anger, I think. This is not very good. This is not how I thought this was going to go. Sounds to me, everybody, as though, I'm back on this microphone now, it sounds to me hmm, that maybe there's a bit of public opposition to all of this. And you can understand it, can't you? Do you know what I always dread when I go into a school and do an assembly? If you ask for volunteers, all the hands shoot up. I dread picking the class bully and getting the class bully up to the front and everybody groans and thinks, oh, no, not him. Why did he have to be picked? That's what it felt like to the good townspeople of Jericho. They thought, well, we're all good people. Why didn't Jesus pick us? Why did he go to that scumbag's house? That person who fleeced me last year, who charged me more tax so I couldn't go on holiday with my family. Why did, he, why, did, why did Jesus choose that? He's a bad man. And Jesus picked him. The question is, why did Jesus do that? And this is the twist in the tale. Such a simple little story, but... Jesus came to seek and save the lost. The question we've got to ask ourselves, ladies and gentlemen, is who is lost? Well, look at it this way. You're the good people, there they are, the good people of Jericho. Ashley, Andrea, Conrad, the hacked off, cross people of Jericho. Jesus is here, and Jesus has sought and saved Zacchaeus. And they're together. Zacchaeus has been found by Jesus and brought to God. Question, who's lost? It's not Zacchaeus. 
with them. It's the good people of Jericho who thought to themselves, we're the good ones, we're okay, we don't need, we don't need to be found, we're, good, we're, we're, the, we're the salt of the earth, we, us, we're good people. Isn't it fascinating? Jesus picks the most hated man in town in order to send shockwaves through the rest that actually all of us, in one way or another, are lost from God until we've humbled ourselves to receive Jesus. Absolutely fascinating. So Zacchaeus was lost and is found. The good townspeople who are disapproving of Jesus, tut-tutting at him, actually they're the ones who are lost from God. There's at least two ways to be lost. There's the Zacchaeus way, which is the way of being overtly immoral and bad. And there is the much more subtle way, which is the way of being upright, good, and self-righteous. And the wonderful thing is, as Luke's gospel and all the gospels teach us, and the whole Bible teaches us, is that God is so great and so kind that he can save not only people like Zacchaeus, but he can even save the self-righteous people who think that they're basically okay. He can even save the proud. He can even save the self-righteous. What was your memory verse again? Go on, tell me your memory verse because it's highly relevant. It's exactly on this topic. Say it all together if you can. Jesus said, Okay, thank you very much. You see, that's exactly on the theme, isn't it? Jesus, it's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. Jesus didn't come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. And so all the people were saying, oh, well, we're not sinners. Jesus says, well, in that case, you disqualify yourself from me. By the very fact of thinking how, that you're basically okay, you disqualify yourself from what I came to bring you. So, let me tie this up. I don't know who you are. I, I was, when did, when did Jesus find me? It was when I was on a boys' adventure camp when I was about 13 down in Somerset. And I was having a wonderful time. But I knew Jesus was saying, Tom, or as I was in those days and still am to my mother, Thomas, <laughs> where are you? I died for you. I died on the cross to take away your sin and guilt, which I knew was there even at that age. I died for you. I died to bring you to, to my father so that you could be a child of God too. Come on. Yes, Lord. So that's how it, that's how it happened to me. Long time ago, I don't know, perhaps it was a long time ago for you as well. It's funny, isn't it, that actually, Pete, when we've been around in church for a while, we can start getting that sense of, well, I'm all right, I'm okay, and we forget that actually, no, without Jesus, we're completely and utterly, hopelessly lost. And do you know what? It actually takes away our joy when we forget it. When we forget that without him we're lost, we lose our joy. Our arteries get clogged up, not with cholesterol, but with self-righteousness and pride. 
a terrible state to be in. And so let's ask God today, those of us who for a long time have answered Jesus' call in our lives and invited him into our hearts and our homes, let's remind ourselves today, no, I'm without him, I'm lost. What about those people who are a little bit like Zacchaeus was on, in the first part of that day? Here, looking at who Jesus is, um, perhaps at a distance, thinking, I've got a safe vantage point, look, I'm up the tree. Suddenly, gosh, Jesus is speaking to me. Let me give you a piece of advice. Let Zacchaeus give you a piece of advice. Come down from that tree today and let him in. Say to him, Jesus, I can't see you, but, by, uh, I, but, but, but I know it's real. I can, t- I can tell. I, just, I, just, I don't know how I can tell, but I can tell it's real. And you are asking to come into my life. So come in. Come into my heart, come into my life, come into my home and change me like you changed Zacchaeus, whatever that might mean for you. And it might mean huge change, but whatever, come in, Lord Jesus. And you know what? He will. One final thought. People often say, I'm seeking, I'm seeking God. And I say, that's wonderful. But there's something even more wonderful which is that God sent Jesus to seek for you. And if you're seeking for him, you can bet and know that it's because he is seeking you first. Time to answer him and say, yes, Jesus, come into my heart, come into my house. And this applies to you children. It applies to, um, you might be in your 80s today, anywhere in between, or 90s. It applies to us all. Let Jesus in. Invite him. Because he, for sure, is calling you by name. A brief prayer, and then we'll sing our final song, which you'll spot the theme. I once was lost, but now am found. Ah, Adam is pointing to me with my hands like this. Is that because that's how we did it at a holiday club, is it? We have prayers to say. Let's, okay, here we are. Heavenly Father, we pray for girls, boys, and adults, all of us today. We pray that you would reveal to us where we really are, and that by the power of your Spirit, Jesus would call each of us by name today, and we would know the joy of letting him in. This we ask by the power of the Spirit and in the name of this same Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.